Okay, so yeah, like I said, we discussed the food and training portion of the program. Uh, you know, God takes us through these portions as our own personal trainer. Um, but um, just like any workout with like anything we do, sometimes it can be difficult to, to whether we're lifting the weight or just take the system with and sometimes it can be easier if we had like a workout partner or, you know, people doing it with us and it gets us kind of more inclined to do it. Um, and so this is giving me the same thing. It's like in our spiritual journey, spiritual walk, um, the fellowship of congregation, which is like what the church is, uh, that aspect of our journeys are important. Um, and I feel like the script, there are some scriptures that highlights this. And so that's what today is going to be about. And so the first verse is uh, Genesis 2.18. Um, did anybody want to go ahead and read that? I can grab it. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Wait, am I reading the right one? I'm, I'm going to assume I am. I mean, I think, yeah, it's only, it's not, it's not that long. Yeah, now the Lord God said, the Lord God yeah. said yeah, that's it. for man to be alone, I will make a helper corresponding to him. Okay, so usually when we read this verse, when we hear this verse, when we preach this, preach from this verse, you're just talking about our partners as far as like, marriage or, you know, relationship-wise, uh, um, an Adam and Eve situation, but <clears throat> I kind of took this and, like, okay, let's look at it kind of, like, a different way. Um, what if we, you know, what if uh, God makes us helpers or we, we're not good to be alone when it comes to our Christian walk and our spiritual journey, you know, and it's like, you know, God making us a helper when it comes to our journey, so let's let's take the analogy of working out and something comes, it's like you gotta lift a little bit more, or you're trying to lift a little bit more weight, or let's just say you're trying to, you're lifting a little bit more weight and it's getting heavy, but that's when you get a spotter. You say, hey, spot me real quick, and they help you, or they, they're there to catch it, okay, so you don't get too hurt, like you don't, you know, they don't fall on you, or they're there to make sure, you know, just, just kind of like holding you to a certain standard, and saying, hold you a little accountable, like things like that, and so, uh, that was the first one I seen. It's like, you know, we're always kind of comparing that to relationship. And it, and it could be just in that aspect he is just talking about when it comes to getting married. But I was taking a little bit deeper. It's like um, with our journey or walk, I know sometimes <clears throat> that's not like our main concern. Sometimes it can be. It's like, you know, having like-minded people with us. But we're mostly concerned like, okay, this is my walk. I want to make sure I do this, this, do this. Sometimes we're not, we don't think, but we don't look at, okay, um, who am, who is doing this walk with me? Like, who am I, you know, who, who's with me? Who can I hold accountable? They hold me accountable, like things like that. So when the question is, uh, you know, when we're thinking about it, how might we, like, have a helper in our journey and walk with Christ? I know I had mentioned accountability already, but do y'all have any others? Like, what does he or she look like when it comes to being a helper in this in this aspect? I agree with what you said about the uh, taking a little deeper, not only just looking at the scripture as a, uh, like as your spouse or as you in a relationship or whatnot, but God made us to be relational. 
Mm-hmm. He made us to lean on other people. He made us to uh, like be in a group of godly of a godly community. Whereas if I'm feeling weak in my spiritual walk, I can lean on cards and I can lean on Dave. I can lean on Lee to pick me up and to help me. So I do get I do uh, I do get the revelation that you're saying that uh, God made a helper for all of us, not only just for our our wife. Like he made right. our best friends to be our helpers to help us in, in life in general. So how does that help us look? Like what, what what do you think like as far as when it comes to our journey with walking with Christ, uh how can they help us? Oh, they can help us by being in the word. They can help mm-hmm. us by uh teaching us or not or showing us how to pray, teaching us how to pray. Not only in the spiritual, they can help us in the natural, help us uh, get to the destination that we want to go, help us in our career, help us right. with a business, help us become a better speaker, help mm-hmm. us like in, in every aspect of life. And, uh, and that's why God made us to be relational. If anyone say that they don't need anybody, they are a liar because right. we, everybody needs somebody to help them. Even, <laughs> not even if you could be in love with them, just a friend. Yeah. Can I interject right there? Uh, D'Angelo, I, I would um, I would agree to you to some extent when it comes to relationship. Um, some relationships, I mean, of course, we know they're health. Some are healthy, some are unhealthy. But it's some of those relationships that we hold on to that um, have some red flags, if you may. Oh, um, definitely. With not just you know with uh, ones that's with our significant other, but it could be with uh, some friends, some so-called friends that we may have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ones that get real close to us and try to be like, "Hey, bro, what's going on?" This is then the third, and uh, talking about what it is that we connected with as far as like our fraternity. I'm talking about like how it is that people can so loosely, um, mm-hmm. so loosely use that uh, that title and not really want to have those things that are connected with being called a brother. Cause I mean, if you really think about a friend or a brother, I mean, if you really think about it, if you're truly um, a friend to a person, and this is something I had to be reminded of recently, um, you can't take everybody. Um, You can't take everybody as a friend. You can't take everybody as a brother no matter how they try to convince you um, that they're for you. Cause I'm going I'm to be honest. I'm, and as men, we don't like a lot of lip service. <laughs> we don't like a lot of lip service. I'm just being real. We don't like a lot of lips. And if what it is that you're doing is not backing up what it is that you're saying, that gives a, that speaks a lot of volumes. And I would say the same thing, um, when it comes to like our spiritual lives, like if we're, you know, telling God, you know, Hey, um, you know, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. I'll, you know, trying to, you know, bargain with him and, you know, be like, Hey, if you do this for me, I'll do this, 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 that, and the third, instead of recognizing that, you know, when we're out of place, when we're out of, um, when we're, when we're not communing with him, like we should, um, not only does he feel neglected, but we also end up being in a position of uh, of pride, thinking that we 
have got it all together thinking that um, we've done no wrong, you know, and it isn't until God's, God puts us in that uh, position of uh, being humble where we'll begin to see like what's going on. So yeah, I agree. I agree with, uh, with you, man, to a certain extent, some relationships you got to let go of some, you can't, you can't hold on to, but most, some, some are worth holding on to, but if it's not in his will to hold on to it, you got to let it go. That's my spin. I'm going to jump in now. Buzz, you know what I'm saying? Carlton, I guess the question you posed was like, what does that partner look like? What does that accountability partner look like? What does that helper, that correspondence look like? Yeah. And so first, I took a step back and I wanted to understand like, what does the word corresponding mean? Like, and so I Googled it. It's an adjective. It's like having or participating in the same relationship, mm-hmm. which is kind degree or position. So it's basically somebody on that same level with you. So when you ask like, what does that look like? All right. Now we automatically get the context that this is supposed to be a person that's not already, they're not a finished product. They're not already in heaven. They ain't already, right. you know, too far gone. And they not completely out in the streets either. They they know who God is because remember that we looking for somebody a corresponding partner, somebody on the same level as us. And so then I thought about Proverbs, what is it, uh, twenty seventh and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so now I start to get like a better picture, a better understanding of what this partner looks like. It's supposed to be another progressive Christian. It's supposed to be somebody that challenges you to be your best self on this earth, like D'Angelo said, whether that's in business, whether that's in relationship, you know. And they also supposed to challenge you to seek God's word and fulfill mm-hmm. your purpose in the Lord. And so it's supposed, like, when you ask what it looks like, it's a person, a literal person, a literal other progressing Christian yeah. who, who got your back, who's spotting you. Like, like the fitness now, they spotting you, they checking up on you, making sure you roll out the bed and go to the gym. They, they pushing you as mm-hmm. iron sharp as iron. So, so it is our day, man. So that's what it looks like to me. That's good. Yeah, and I and I'm agreeing to all that, <clears throat> and we have to make sure. And I know, uh, it can be uh, well, it can be for some people, but making sure that we're also taking, you know, doing the same for our helper as well. It's like for the person who's always checking on you, always trying to keep you accountable, always like, like the analogy spots you, make sure you're in a position to spot them too, you know, and uh, I want to bring it up as well. But some of the things I said too, was like someone who encourages you to keep going, uh, who can understand your pain, who uh, like uh, if we backslide or we're like losing our faith, who can lead you back to Jesus and, um, who uh, can help you pick you help pick you up when you're falling, and can hold you accountable when you're trying like, when you're like kind of strained or backsliding, and <clears throat> some of those things too. We have to make sure that we're able to give back too, you know. And so, uh, but yeah, that that's 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 great. Like that's exactly what um, it's supposed to be, and that's you know going off of what we talked about last time. That's like what the church is supposed to be. I feel like. Um, everyone in the congregation 
uh, except for, you know, the pastor is supposed to be, you know, if it is a church like that, pastor is supposed to be someone who's like leading. But as like the fellowship or the congregation, we're all supposed to be doing those things for each other, you know, type deal. Uh, but okay, uh, did anybody else say anything they wanted to say or add before we move on? Okay, um, so the next verses I have is Acts. It's two thirty nine through forty seven, but I think I'm gonna uh, split them up. So, uh, who wants to read uh, thirty nine through forty one? I'll do it. Okay. He said Acts two. So. 39-41. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they gladly, then they that gladly received this received his word, were baptized. And the same day, they, uh, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Right, and so I, I know many of us have heard this before. And when I was reading this and like kind of just like putting it to the, uh, because this is like the beginning of the Christian church, uh, basically, what I, from what I, what I believe, what I think is what I got right with this, is this is the beginning of the Christian church. Um, yeah, it was. Okay, this is the beginning of the Christian church, and so if we're we're basing the uh, the church as our fellowship, um, this is like uh, the story of Peter enlisting people into the program and bringing more people into the church, and so uh, this is just like kind of like the intro that I wanted to bring up is that it comes to fellowship, uh, everyone's welcome. You know, he wants us to be saved from the the he, he's telling them to, to be saved from the crooked and unjust generation. And I believe that that's always been the case. We're all, we're still stuck in the crooked and unjust generation. And so our job is to enlist more people, enlist more people in the program. Um, and that's just basically the saving people. But it's not much to say about that. It's, it's real self-explanatory. Uh, you want to do 42 to 43, Lee? Mm-hmm. To have 42 and 43? Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you going to do it? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right and small. Okay, there we go. And they... Yep, I thought I heard some. Okay, and they continued steadfastly in the, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs when done through the apostles. Okay, and so um, with this one, what I what I got from it, um, and we may receive different things, but I was saying that um, they stayed disciplined during the time of learning and, and and getting their their training and learning from the disciples. You know, the, the disciples talked about Jesus and his instruction. They trained on it. They worked it out. They just stayed disciplined to it, and. Uh, not only that, and I just want to make sure, um, and I'm not, I'm not skipping. 
Yeah, so they were they were fellowshipping during this time. So just like with analogy, you know, we're training, we're working out. Um, that's what you know it says then if the fellowship is important. Um, they were fellowshipping during this time with one another, keeping each other in prayer, um, eating with one another uh, by doing this. Uh, and what it says here, um, what it say, in the sense of all was felt by everyone and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. Um, the results were shown through this training, through the discipline and through the fellowship, they, they received the results by what they fed their spirits, what they trained, what they disciplined with. Uh, but also how they fellowship with one another and pray for one another and everything like that. Uh, anybody else receive anything from that? Hold on one second. One second. Y'all y'all can answer though, but I'll be right back. Uh, I know <laughs> the dog. Okay. Um, I know for me, uh, um, I know uh, in in scripture Jesus said that they will know that I am real because of your love for one another. And so when, uh, when seeing that the more they fellowshiped, like as after it said, like in the verses I just read, it said that their fear of the Lord grew. Uh, that, and I was like, you know, their fear of the Lord grew and their, their knowledge of the Lord grew because of their continuous understanding. But they believed God because of not only the miracles that they saw from the apostles and, and, and for Paul, but I mean, Apostle Paul, but also their love for one another. Like you can't, you can't expect people to believe God when you don't love and you don't share that love with the people in your own church or, or the people that you see up and down the street, you know? So that's just something to think about. If we want to bring uh, people to that love and the knowledge of God, we have to, you know, fellowship and love on them. That's a mouthful right there. Yeah, I definitely agree with with Larche about um if you are if you're a true believer of God, who's supposed to represent him how Christ did, you're supposed to be supposed to mimic Christ as far as showing love to everyone, fellowshipping with everyone, sharing our meals with everyone, and to share with them in prayer, come together as a community and pray. Um, cause a lot of, a lot of, uh, people, they always want to be a lot of, some of the, I don't say a lot of, but some believers, if you say, okay, let's go get in this, this circle full of, uh, Christian, oh, I want to pray first. Let me pray first. Instead of like letting someone else pray first. Mm-hmm. So we have to be selfless in God and selfless in Christ. Just how this scripture is saying, like sharing in everything. Once you do that. That's the true representation of being a believer. That's how you live. And when you live how God wants you to live, that is when he's going to visit you. Like on 43, it said a, di- a deep sense of awe came over them. Uh, because they were doing what believers of Christ are supposed to do. If you put yourself in position, you're not going to miss God. You can't miss God. So that's my little spiel on those two scriptures, those two verses. Okay, okay. So I'm going to read the 40 through 47. Um, and all those who had believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all the other believers as anyone had needed. Day after day, they met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts 
praising God continually and having favor with all the people. The Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. So just that and definitely like playing off of not playing off of, but continuing the conversation we had last time, David. Uh I know we, we, I kinda explained it, but you know, this is how like I feel like this is how the church is supposed to look. You know, not necessarily like um the specifics or the the principles or the rules that may align, but it, it we have the rule book is you know, we got the rule book. It's the it's the Bible, you know, and so um just through this, you know, uh it, it they all had a common goal, you know, it was Jesus, you know, it's not money, it's not fame, it's not, you know, it's not sex, not anything like that. But they all came together, like Lashay was saying, with love. And their their common goal was continuing to get closer to God, continuing to get closer to Jesus. And they were, you know, and they kept the God kept adding to them. And then, you know, that this is like how the church began. But I feel like uh and we talked about this. Some, I won't say all, but some churches, of course, has have kind of went away from this. But I mean, that's it's already pre-written about that. Uh, I think Dex was one that brought that up about Revelations. Uh, it's supposed to happen like that anyway. But you know, of course, it's, us talking about it is good to talk about it too, and at least bring hey, it to light. Mm-hmm. I have, of course, I know this off topic, but I have noticed, I have noticed like a lot of things in the church like this past year, mm-hmm. and I want to ask y'all this. Do y'all, I know y'all go to church. Do y'all church still do altar call? Yes. Every Sunday. Yeah. Man, it's a yeah. lot of churches. That, what, what are you seeing as far, what are you seeing as far as that? You said, what, what, what am I seeing? Yeah, what have you been seeing? A lot of churches have, like, drew away from doing altar calls. And I feel, this is my personal opinion. Like, people come to church for the altar call, to lay all their problems on the altar. And I have noticed, me and my pastor were talking about it, we have noticed like a lot of churches don't do altar call anymore. Well, hmm. I think I know what you're saying. Uh, go ahead, Lee. Um, I'm gonna tell you this, like, I, I have to, to think about what all we've experienced since we've been out for this pandemic. Yeah. Um, so many have been dependent on going to the building. Mm. And they have forgotten how essential it is for you to do what you're supposed to do at home. Um, believe it or not, uh, many people don't even don't even recognize that they can make an altar at the house, right in their living room, in their bedroom. Wherever it is that you are looking for God to take away what it is that's on you, uh, in you, and the such, it can happen anywhere. And I, you know, in some places that don't really just recognize how necessary it is to do that, or it just could be. That some people never really just just don't do it, you know, because they don't they just don't know how to do it. And I think it's like a it's a it's also um a matter of the fact that people really don't take um that they really don't uh they don't take seriously uh how how serious 
um, it is to be on the altar because the altar, if you really think about it, D'Angelo, it's a dirty place. Man. The altar is a dirty place. It's filthy. Man. And it's some people, and, and I'm guessing that some people really are hesitant about going because um, they recognize that once you go to the altar, it's going to be some, some, some things that have to take place. I would say that it's also a place where your process towards deliverance will start because you're finally going to that place and, and submitting to God and surrendering to God and asking him to, um, to do a work that you can't do on your own. So, man, I, mm -mm. that's a very, that's a very, the altar is a very, is a very touchy thing because if you really, if you really knew the 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 very essence of and and purpose of what the altar represents, I think like I think more and more people um would take advantage of that, but it just take it's it's just a matter of um understanding what it is i think I think like no i I completely agree with you like um not only is it a dirty place, it's a dirty place because it's a place of death. Mm -hmm. Altars symbolize sacrifice, mm -hmm. and and that 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 sacrifice is dying to ourselves, dying to our way of living, our own opinions, and whatever. Uh, I personally mm -hmm. haven't seen. I mean, I, I really only just go to my church honestly, so I didn't even know that was a thing happening. But uh, that's that's wrong. Now, not only for um, one for those that are not saved, right? Like if I if I if I'm a total heathen, and I only go to church on Mother's Day then I, I wouldn't know if I wanted this Jesus that you all preach, how would I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go up to the, I don't want to go to the pastor and talk to him. I'm kind of hungry. And my grand grandma, want to go to Piccadilly. You know what I'm saying? How, how am I going? What, at what time? I wouldn't reserve that time. I would, people have to be led to a place where they can do that. And a lot of the times we do things in the physical to represent the spiritual, just like baptism, for example, we need the altar physically to represent what we're trying to do in the spirit it, it is a necessity it is it is i i like people that either they have like other programs that they deem more necessary than the actual saving of souls i don't know but like not only for that and then backsliding christians that that need to to lay it down but they're too scared you know what i'm saying they don't know how to they don't have that altar at home you know what I'm saying? If they did, they wouldn't be backslid in the first place. You know, it's it's um no um that that must be corrected. I I mean, you can't just go up in people's house and tell them what to do. Um, but uh, in regards to not have not doing altar call, that's just uh no that that has to change because the main priority of the kingdom of God is the saving of souls. Mm -hmm. and spreading his dominion over the earth. I can't do that if I don't have a place where that can begin. I've seen I've seen it die down a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Mm -hmm. And I I got a reason that I think it's occurring. We have become this super efficient church. I say we collectively because the churches that I see, the churches that I visit, everybody got a schedule. They got a time and a place mm -hmm. They got an order of service. They don't want they preach. They don't want they service to go longer than an hour and forty six minutes. And so, like, 
yeah, they might they might invite you to the altar to join the church at the end, but that's that's the only altar called right. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not doing appeal. I think that that is just a reflection of how we've tried to make Christianity super convenient. We tried to make it very efficient. We tried to, you know, revise the church so that people don't feel like I'm here too long. I don't want to go to that church because I'm there too long. And you know, I get it. I like I, I hate I have hated. I will always hate spending my entire Sunday at church. Um so I get it, but I think that like Larche said, there needs to be a time and a place installed into service. You can't get so comfortable. You can't conform to this world, like Carl to Love said verse so much that you start cutting out the important parts of church. I've seen churches have four offerings and no altar call. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, like you don't do that. Right. So I, I, I just look at it as we're getting a little bit too convenient. We're getting a little bit too complacent. You can be efficient and still have altar call. You ain't got to have altar call for an hour and a half, you know, but like there is still a place and there does need to remain a place as long as people are going into a church for that to happen. I think uh, a lot of people or churches, like, um, like you said, like they usually save it to the end, like, you know, but I think it can be like even confused of that it is a time of altar call. You know, um, I know it's a church that I've been to. They don't say, you know, it's not on a pro. If there was a program, I wouldn't say altar call. You know, in the church that I grew up in, uh, it was a on the on the program. It's like you know, it's altar call. We always know that this is the altar call to be come, and then they also do one like come to join the church or to be saved or whatever the case may be. And I think churches combine it all into one. Now, like you said, it kind of be convenient and, and uh, uh, sometimes not known like, oh, I'm going up to that because I got to join the church. I'm not, I don't want to join the church, so I'm not going to go up there. Or, you know, oh, I'm going up there. They're going to lay hands on me where the kitchen be. That's too much attention. I don't want that. Instead of it being like, I'm just going up there to lay my sins on the altar or my time with God, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think uh, people confuse that time for something else. And I know like me personally, like, the times when they're doing it, like when people go up there and, you know, I used to think it was like a gimmick, like people were playing or like it was all fake or whatever. But like when people like when it's, when, you know, well, sometimes people do fake it, but when the spirit come on people and everything, when they are either being delivered or laying uh, their sins on the altar, whatever the case may be, you know, the, the falling out, the howling and all things like that, going up to people to pray for you and things like that. You know, it can shy away some people, I think, uh, especially when you don't know. I know it shied away me. It's like, I'm not going to go up there and be a part of that, you know, because I feel like they fake it. You know, like, that was how I felt before. And it's like, this is a lot. This is too much. I don't want no dealings with that. I just want, you know, I'm going to spend my own time praying. I ain't going to go up there. But I feel like that's the time for altar calling. So I feel like some people, and I know the question was with churches, but I feel like they just, they combine it all into one instead of having it like a, spe- like a, a, a section for just all the call and not anything else. So that's, that's what I get from it. And I don't even think big churches do it at all. <laughs> like, unless they, unless, at least, unless they just don't record it, I don't think they do it at no. all. 
that I, I wouldn't record that if I was because you, you want people's privacy because you don't know what will happen like depending on the situation like I've seen demons come out of people at the altar be like yep yep don't record that they got to go to work tomorrow you know what I'm saying you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, gave me like, yeah, we saw you on Facebook. Listen, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's wrong with you, <laughs> right? Um, but no, it's it's definitely a need. I mean, there are plenty of options. You can simply say, "Hey, we're dismissed. If you need Jesus, come on." But everybody else go home. But like, I never forget the um, one lady uh, came to our church, which is why I'm, I feel very adamant about this. She was she was blind and was in a wheelchair, could not walk at all. She left our church. She walked out of our church seeing. <laughs> and that was due to us taking time out to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And taking time out. Because we was like, yo, we, hey, she going to get healed at the house. Like, no, she going to get healed here. Because Jesus is here right now, baby. Let's do this right now. So, like, just to know, wow, that Jesus, real. He worked right before my eyes. Yeah, we need all, we need, we need all to call. We need. To like let in and like people gonna believe whatever they believe, right? Until it happened to them, until you know Jesus worked in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought I, I mean, and I, I was I grew up in church, but I was just like, man, I think Sister Jackson just really loved Jesus too much. I just, <laughs> I mean, they she went all that hollering. Why did she run all that to six inch heels? Yeah, six inch heels. How you run laps in six inch heels? How you do that? I don't. Know. <laughs> um, you know, and so. No, but it but when when people have gone through something, when you and we hadn't lived on long enough, you know what I'm saying? So I just you know, I get that old one day and be like, pray God with my cane in my hand. I remember when running laps. <laughs> oh yeah. No, but yeah, that's that was a that's a that's a good question. I guess I haven't really uh noticed that either, but I haven't really been to Especially like because everything is all virtual now, you know. It's I don't think now it's like you know how do you do that? Like, but like uh, Lee was saying, which I don't know where he went. Like Lee was saying, like, uh, like creating one because now right. like, how do you do that now? Now that right. everybody's virtual, you know what I'm saying? You so, let them know. You let them know, like, hey, who want who need Jesus right now? I, I've got, there's plenty of times where I came back to Jesus from watching a video on YouTube. Jesus, I've been thinning, Lord, help me. I'm so, <laughs> so, like, I mean, if I can do it over a YouTube video by myself, we can mm-hmm. do it over Zoom. You know what I'm saying? We can, that's no, that's no excuse. Jesus, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying it is. I was just saying, like, that's something that, you know, could be, could be brought up as well. Uh, as far as, like, recently. What y'all yeah, talking yeah. about? <laughs> the same thing. Uh, no, well, Lache was saying, uh, "What were you saying, Lache?" That uh, I was. Hey, um, we were we were still talking about your question about altar call, and we we diverted um, from there talking about Lee when he was talking about like doing altar call virtually. And I was saying that if I can turn back to Lord to the Lord over a YouTube video in my own house. We can do altar call over Zoom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get back to your milk. I mean, what you think? Uh, uh, you don't think that's quite the same? Me personally, I don't think you're quite the same. 
but I don't know them. But I, who who says is what I'm saying is right? But I mean, this is if, if there's any time as as any, this would be the time to well. I know yeah. I'm running out, but this is the place just, to talk about it, I feel like. Or maybe. Yo, yo, yo. I just thought about it. I just thought about it. Scripture. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So when Jesus and disciples was going, yup, I forgot where they was going. But follow me. It's in there. Just, just look it up. So my pizza ready. So, all right. <laughs> so you remember he got stopped on the road by Roman soldiers. Roman soldiers, they was like, and the dude, the leader, he was like, yo, my son, he's sick. He's about to die. I think I Jesus, and he said, come with us to heal him. Jesus looked at him and said, your son will be healed. When he get, when he got, when the soldier got back home, he said, hey, uh, they, they let him know along the way, hey, your son is better. And they said, how long ago was this? And he said, it was, it was within an hour, it was within, it was like an hour ago or so. And it was, he realized that was the, ex the exact moment Jesus said he was healed, that he, that, that, that it happened as soon as Jesus said it. My point being, I don't have to touch you for you to fall out in the Holy Spirit. I don't have to touch you to be healed. I can proclaim it through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it can be done. I don't have to, pro I don't have to be there physically to do anything if the Lord is working in and through it. So in my defense of this via that scripture, I'm like, yo, if, you, if that person wants it, they will get it. If they want to be changed, they'll be changed. Yo, I agree with Larche, man. I, I truly believe you can do altar calls through Zoom. I believe you can do it through YouTube. I believe you can do it in your own home. I think you got to go back and reevaluate what do you consider an altar. If yeah. An altar is, you know, some, a sacrificial, like, symbol of, upon which you, like, sacrificing your sin, you giving away, you casting all your weights on him, you know what I'm saying? You casting off all your anxieties on him. Then you don't need a physical altar at a church. Like last week, we talked about the church, not last week, but we, but we talked about the physical church having its purpose, but the physical church's purpose had nothing to do with that physical altar in the church, right? Like, you don't need that physical step in the church for you to go lay all your anxieties, all your sins on. And I think like we're, what, what complicates this, what makes us so skeptical about it is we trying to apply our own wisdom to it. We trying to make sense of it ourselves. But that's just a good thing about this basic instructions before leaving earth, volume one, the Bible. Um, we don't have to make sense of it ourselves. We, we, we got the instructions right here. In First Corinthians, he, he literally says, I'll destroy the wisdom of the wise. We ain't got to think about it. Our wisdom ain't his wisdom. We've seen the works he's done. We read about the miracles he's done. Larche just told us, like, in the name of Jesus, I can say it be done and it be done. So I, I definitely think altar call is something that can be done from the comfort of your home, from, from in the car, uh, in the restaurant if you wanted to. You know what I mean? It just... Can I can I chime in real quick here? Since I know what you guys are talking about now. I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was on another call and I looked up and was like, oh, Bible study. Um, so I definitely think uh, you could do altar call virtually, right? But I don't think um, just in the, I don't think it would be enough to just be like, you know, they recording their service and then the pastor or whoever's up there says, you know, and they'll come to the altar kind of like in a traditional sense, like you do, um, 
Yeah, I don't think they could just say that in the the big broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be uh, kind of like what I've seen, just like you know, being you know, IT school. So you got a lot of you guys know that. So just kind of like what they do when we have virtual meetings, like now. So when they break us off into groups, I don't know if you know Zoom can do this, but you can do breakout rooms, right? Like in a lot of these virtual platforms, you can do the breakout room. Yeah. And I think I know. you know if you're gonna call. Right. I don't know exactly how it works, but I know I've been in a lot of breakout rooms this week and last week in meetings where like they put us, the organizer of the meeting can put you in individual, like different individual virtual meetings with different people in there and then they can pop in and out of the rooms. So I think that it could be done if you can have some type of, um, you know, breakout session, breakout room, right? Because the, even the large, the example Larche pointed out, right? Like the reason why the Jesus was able to heal the soldier's son. Well, I mean, it's Jesus. He can heal the soldier's son. But if right. we're talking about a pastor or, or, or just a mere man, right, being able to uh, pray for somebody and mm-hmm. bring them back to Jesus or, or, or call out to the Lord in their name, I think the reason why that was so effective is because Jesus specific, that person came to Jesus and specifically asked him to do something, right? Because think about it, if we're doing a virtual altar call and we don't have this breakout room type thing where you can have that intimacy, kind of like Larche hinted at earlier, where he was like, no, you don't want to record that. That person's got to go to go to work in the morning. Yeah. Right. You don't want to record if everybody can see it. But if you can create, if they can chat in or like something into the service and be like, hey, you know, I need this altar call. When they do the altar call thing and they break you into your own little room, then a pastor, a service pastor or whoever from the church come in and meet you in your own room. And you can tell that person what you need that prayer for, like you would do traditionally in an altar call when you go down there. And, you know, they have the people that are down there to lay hands on you and pray with you and stuff like that. And you tell those people what's going on in your life. Then, yeah, I feel like you could do it that way. But from just a traditional sense, you're being like broad like that. And you're just praying an indirect prayer, you know, Lord, meet them where they are. Look, you know, put your hands of protection around them. Um, you know, the things we say in general prayers when we don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You know, I think that's kind of like a disconnect right there because, yeah. you know, you need sometimes you need that other person or those other people praying for you, right, in order mm-hmm. for, you know, it to be that two or more gathered in my name, like praying, so that way you can you can get that that attention, um, you know, that healing, that blessing, that revelation from the Lord. So I think, you know, it would need to be some still some type of exclusive, intimate type thing, but I think it can be done virtually, like you can call people to the author and, and pray for them. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because uh, that's what I was going to say. I think that's like, uh, I think that's maybe what D'Angelo was saying, like he had uh, conflicting thoughts about is like that, that I, I don't know if intercessor is the right word, but that uh, I'm going to use it, the intercessor praying it's for you. Yeah, that, what did you say? I said it is. Yeah, 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 that intercessor praying for I think that's what you were saying though, right? That's what you were trying to say. Or you, or what are you talking Sim- about? Like I was trying to artist. say something like this, similar far as how uh, Dyson said, or uh, some people, but in, in times, sometimes you gotta gotta stay away from tradition. But I do trust. I'm still on the fence about it, but I do trust y'all, like y'all maturity in God and y'all spiritual, like y'all spiritual walking God. So I I would like let y'all lead me, like damn, let's do this Arthur cause because I I trust y'all. Like y'all spirituality and y'all relationship with God and whatnot. That's how like we were just talking about. Um, that's well, that's the whole point of this whole Zoom call tonight is about uh, relationship mm. and about somebody helping you like grow your mind and whatnot. So probably do have to start with tradition. I'm still in a traditional mindset when it comes to the altar call 
and what you're saying like it, it should be like a, a pastor, someone who's more uh, in a leadership position. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way how my mind is article, or mm -hmm. how my mind been thinking of how article is like ever since I've been born. Like article is something like everybody stand up in one place and the pastor call them down. You can get other people to come and lay hands on them mm -hmm. versus doing it virtually. You can't lay hands on anyone. But still, like Larche said, our words have power. Mm -hmm. Our words can heal you. So man, if y'all wanna if y'all wanna do it, I'm with it. Ooh. I mean, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but <laughs> um, that because I think what you're, uh, which I think it is still part of the call, um, but deliverance, I think maybe uh, the term for it, if I, if I'm if I'm speaking correctly, um, yeah. And I, I know, like, I think placing the putting the hands is a, I I, I want to say too much because I'm not too too like proficient in that knowledge. But I know, yeah. like, it's like you know the power of the tongue. You know, it's power in our in our in our words, and not necessarily like in our hands. But I don't know. I could be speaking out of turn. But uh, but I. I, I ask one more question. Mm -hmm. I know I'm running out of time. I know I've been talking a lot. No, I just make up for the fine, weeks we. that I've been gone. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fine. So I have God gave what well, the Holy Ghost gave God. The Holy Ghost gave me an idea like some days ago, or uh, mm. like I just woke up one one morning, like Holy Ghost gave me this vision or whatnot, this event. How do y'all feel feel about a drive-through prayer or uh, line for, let me give y'all the logistics of it. So we'll be like in a parking lot. We can mm. uh, say, for example, if we are in the ADL parking lot, we uh, tell the people, whoever want prayer, to write what they want on a sheet of paper. Stick that sheet of paper up in the passenger side back window. Your car rolled up. Whoever praying for you is going to be at least six feet away from the car. When you roll up to that marker, you're going to roll your window down. And a person, whoever's in the car, are already going to have on a mask. And uh, whoever praying for that person just going to pray for them. They're going to look at the paper on the window. Okay, I see what you what you want me to pray for you about, what you want me to touch and agree with you about. The person rolled the window down, and the person who ever praying, start praying. The person get done praying, the person roll their window up and go off. So like a contactless prayer drive through. Um I've actually um there was a this uh at church, I know they did like a, a drive-through prayer line, uh, kind of like that, but it was pre-COVID, um, and they just had like a sign, like a car wash, like come get your car wash, because like, conference, you know, we're praying, like if you want prayer, like pull in here or whatever the case may be. Uh, I mean, so it, so the point of me bringing that up is that it is idea, I believe, that has been done. I think with it now, like with the, the COVID and everything, it would have to be. Uh, like the details have to be planned out. Like I, like I hear what you're saying. Uh, I think that that sound it, it may be it may be need, need to be a little bit more detailed. I know that like you had just received the idea or anything like that. But um, I don't know. That's that's me though. I don't know what uh, anybody else may have to say about that. 
idea. Run that idea back one more time. I know we running up against the time, but my brother called me. So like a contactless prayer line, like people, we, we be in a parking lot, uh, whoever need prayer, they uh, write on a sheet of paper what they need prayer for. They'll put the prayer uh, seat on the uh, on that pessimist side window in the back. They roll up to the marker. They gonna have a, uh, the person in the car already gonna have a mask on. The person whoever praying for that person gonna go to their window, look at whatever they need prayer for, gonna back up six feet, seven feet, and gonna start praying for the person. And after they get done praying for the person, the person roll out. Basically, just like. A regular prayer line like Carlton said, but since it's COVID going around, it's gonna be a contactless prayer line. I mean, I don't, I, I ain't in Memphis, so I'm 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 excused. But you not, you're, not, you're not excused for long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's a brilliant idea. As long as I'm excused. <laughs> definitely yeah, not. I forgot. David is extra scary when it comes to COVID. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> David, uh, it's not. It's not him. Don't get it twisted. But anyway, oh well, never mind then. Your household will say that. Your household. Yeah, that household. Accurate. Your household. That's a, that's a good way to say it. Um, now I think it's a good idea, and I say that just because um I had to participate into to uh, participate in a, a drive through graduation. Um, you know, just because, you know, I teach school in my high school, we still have to do a graduation for the students. And, you know, we did drive their graduation. So, I mean, they work. Um, the only thing I, I would, the only thing that I would say change, like, I mean, I'm for it. If, if y'all if y'all are for it and y'all want to try to do it, I'm definitely for it. Uh, the only thing I would say is change. Um, you know, the six or seven feet thing would be the aspect of it that I would change. Like, you you would still have to be kind of stay close to the car to pray with the person. Yeah. Just because, you know, if you back up six or seven feet, whatever they wrote on that card, if it's something intimate that they need help overcoming, let's say it's like addiction or something like that, you know, you back up six or seven feet, you start praying. You know, everybody that's in that area with their window rolled down or whoever else is standing outside is going to hear it too. So I would say, you know, we, we, we're going to do it. Um, kind of got to be bold and just, you know, keep the mask on and just, you know, um, you know, just kind of operate like that. Make sure the people in the car have their mask on too, just and and maintain that closeness to them. But I mean, other than that, you know, I don't I don't really see a problem with it. Um, you know, I'm yeah, you know, I think it's it's a it's a brilliant idea, and I am in Memphis. So, so y'all can keep y'all mask on and make them roll up their window. That way, ain't no ain't no party. See, what about crack? Because they still gonna. I mean, you still gonna have to kind of not yell, but be loud. You ain't but, gotta. I gotta be like I can hear you perfectly fine if my window is lit up and you talking to me. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. If you can, <laughs> you might need to call Ford and tell him what's and ask him what's up with the Mustangs, <laughs> with the windows on the Mustang. <laughs> I can hear it. It ain't. You can hear. Like you have to be able to hear. They don't make soundproof windows. Otherwise, you can't hear police sirens. You can hear. To the way that always gets my attention when I get pulled over, seeing the lights, man. I be having to run down my window to hear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good idea. It just had to, right? Yeah, no, it turned out to have that. Um, like I said, it just had to be. Uh, I think yeah, like this, like the Jesse was saying, the six feet thing will probably not work out just because like you probably gonna have like you basically like 
not quite yelling, but she, you know, it's it's kind of loud and other people may hear and they may not be comfortable with that, just given, depending on what they wrote on the paper. So you may, like, windows may have to be cracked or whatever the case may be, but I think uh, a good idea, I know, like, uh, uh, if, if, if it is something where, if it's just us or if we do, I know you said ADL parking lot, making contact slash about that, but yeah. What about you, Lee? I'll show y'all got any thoughts on it. You said on the drive through prayer? Yeah. Um, folks have been doing that for years. Yeah. I think I've heard it before, but I know they haven't really. I don't know if they've done that because of what's going yeah. on. Yeah, folks, folks have been doing that for years. I mean, only difference is, you know, you can't really just reach in a car and grab mm -hmm. hands and mm -hmm. put folks in there. I mean, that's the only difference. I mean, it's 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 just as if I mean it's just as effective if you go. It's just as effective. So, so, Lashe, I know you probably got more to say. I just asked if y'all did. I didn't know if y'all did or not. Go. Oh. But uh, yeah. So it, you know, D'Angelo, if you really want to do it, you know, just uh, let us know. I can help. You know, help you set it up, or it can be. I don't know. Uh, you know, if any other churches want to try to be involved, I don't know quite yet, but if that's right, I'm gonna get, you, you I'm think, gonna get over with you. Yeah, yeah, you, you got my support too. Yeah, you yeah. know, which I'm about to text you anyway after after Bible studies over because I need another shirt. But you Bruh, got my support. I got I got a new <laughs> I got a new uh, I got a new uh, design. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the design, bro. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to order that other shirt, man. My sister asked me the other day, and you know, she was here Father's Day. She's like, "Did you ever order my shirt?" And I was like, "Ooh, I forgot about it." So I gotta get that order in. Y'all got my support too, you know, all the way from the view. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, yeah, seven thirty-five. We can. Uh, it was two others, two other uh, like patches left, so we can just save that for next time. Oh, uh, so still on fellowship. Uh, but yeah, uh, so it was good. Um, definitely, I think next time uh, as well, we're gonna we can dive more into like the church and everything. I'll have some questions ready for y'all, so be ready to either defend or you know give give your thoughts on it if y'all are available at the time. But uh, who uh, who wants to pray? All right, go and do it. Okay. All right. Look to the hills, y'all. This is where we're going. Dear God, I just wanna I just wanna thank you, God, for, for this fellowship. I just wanna thank you for giving cards and the vision to keep on pushing and doing this Bible study, God. Just I wanna just give him the strength right now, God. Give him the strength to keep on going, God. Because of him, God, a lot of us have been filled up by you. Because of him, a lot of us has been coming closer to you, God, and standing steadfast, God, on what we believe in, God. We just want to thank you right now, God, for everything that you are doing in our life, God. We just want to thank you right now, God, for everything that you have done in our past, God, the stuff that you are doing in the present, and the stuff that you're going to do for us in the future, God. We just give you praise in advance, God, what is already done. We just going to give you praise in advance what is already on the way, God. We just give you glory, God. We hallelujah to your name, God. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. To die for our sins, God. But right now, I just want to pray for Lee, God. Give him the strength, give him the peace, God, to overcome everything that he is going on 
right now, God. Heal his body, Jehovah Rapha. You say you can heal anything. There's nothing too hard for you cannot heal, God. So please heal Lee, God. Let him come back 110% from where he was at first, God. Just continue to give him strength. Continue to give him peace, God. Turn that doctor report around, God. Just let it work in his favor right now in the name of Jesus, God. Just let all of us continue to come closer to you, God. Let us build on one another. Let us continue to motivate one another. Let us continue to inspire one another to come closer to you, God. Just want to be, be great in general, God. Just thank you, God, for what you're doing in our life. Bless us financially. Bless us spiritually. Bless us, God, from the heels, God. Bless us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, God. Pour your oil over us, God. Increase our favor over our life, God. Continue to give us favor with you and continue to give us favor with man, God. Increase our trust in you. Increase our faith in you, God. Just be, we want to just be where you are, God. Let us be where you are. We got to be where you are, God. Just continue to cast the enemy from our minds, God. Continue to cast the enemy away from our bodies, God. The enemy cannot come close to us. The enemy cannot touch us, God. Thank you, God. Let everything work together for us, God, because we already know, God, that all things work together for those who love the Lord, God. And again, God, just continue to touch us, God, this week. Continue to touch our families this week, God. Continue to let us come closer to you, God, and continue to just be you, God. And thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, bros. All right. Appreciate y'all. Uh, welcome back to another... Thank you for watching Genuine Uplift. Please take the time to check out our other videos as well. We have podcasts available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. We have messages for the Bible studies that are already uploaded on YouTube with different playlists. And we also have a men's Bible study that is uploaded on our Genuine Uplift Facebook page. Please take the time to check out the videos, like, share, um, listen to the podcast if you have the time. Thank you for watching again.